0: Welcome to the St. Barnabas Anglican Church podcast. We share sermons, teachings, and messages from St. Barnabas Anglican Church in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Father Andrew, the senior pastor at the church, and I'm glad you're listening today. You're always invited to worship in person on Sunday mornings at 8 and 10 a.m. and on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. You can also visit us online at Saint Barnabas.us That's S T B A R N A B A S dot U S. And now enjoy the podcast.
1: In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Last week, I had the privilege of attending a monumental event in Washington, D.C. It was a first-time event held by the Religious Freedom and Business Foundation. And at this inaugural conference um, that took place at the Catholic University of America, there was a gathering of hundreds of people, including many CEOs and faith leaders from around the world. I had been asked to attend and speak on the transformational changes that I have seen in corporate America in recent years and the spiritual impact those changes have fostered for employees when they can bring their whole self to the workplace. The highlight of this event um, for our American Airlines delegation that was sent was having our company recognized among the top five corporations in the entire world for the ministry work that I myself and others have done in recent years and have actually reached back for more than 25 years now. It was a very special event for us. On that flight home, I reflected on that. And I reflected on this mountaintop moment and all the changes that I've seen over the years in the corporate work setting and all those changes that Christians behind me would be able to see probably in the workplace as a result of it. Change, my friends, whether we see it as good or bad, wanted or unwanted, rarely is. I'm quite sure everyone at that event woke up the next morning wondering and asking themselves what had just happened, and what do we do now? Most, I think, were like me, and they were probably rejoicing but I'm sure that some were likely fearful of the unknown at this new frontier that we were pressing into. We were all surely, though, reflecting on what had happened and what it means for their lives as they move forward. All were, just like I, processing change. Processing change. We all know what that's like, though, don't we? All of us, have experienced those morning-after moments in our lives, when change enters our lives, reflecting on what happened and maybe what we're going to do next. Sometimes it was change that was wanted. Other times it was change that we never wanted. Sometimes we experience change as positive and good. At other times, change is painful. The loss of something we valued or wanted. Whether we see it, though, as good or bad, desired or unwanted, change always comes with consequences, challenges, and questions. I'm sure all of us this morning could tell stories about changes that we've experienced, or even changes that might be happening in our lives right this moment, or maybe changes that you're hoping for or that you fear may never happen. So the question comes to us this morning is, how do we live our lives in the midst of continual change? What do we lean into when it seems the world around us, as well as the world within us, is continually changing? I wondered this week if the disciples in today's gospel reading were asking that same question of themselves if they were feeling the winds of change blowing through their lives? Well, I can assure you they were. And to prove that, you'd have to look at some context of what happened before this event. I need to remind you that just before Jesus took Peter, James, and John on that mountaintop that day, He told them and the others that He must suffer, die, and be resurrected on the third day. It's the first time He had told them. He will tell them again the very same thing after they come down off that mountaintop. So notice here, this manifestation of God's glory on the Mount of Transfiguration takes place between Jesus' two statements of impending change. I believe part of this supernatural event that we call the Transfiguration was all about preparing and helping Jesus' disciples live through the... Imminent changes ahead. I also believe this transfiguration story can provide each of us sitting in here today guidance on how to manage the imminent changes in our lives as well. Maybe that's why we hear this story on the last Sunday after the Epiphany every year before we enter into the season of Lent, which is a liturgical season focused on change. Changes, folks, whether on a mountaintop or in a valley, are the realities of life for every one of us. Today's passage provides us three good takeaways which can help us navigate the inevitable changes which are certain to take place in all of our lives. Listen to the text once again. After six days, Jesus took up with him Peter, James, and John, his brother and led them up a high mountain by themselves and he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light and behold there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him and peter said to jesus lord it is good that we are here if you wish i will make three tents here one for you one for moses and one for elijah He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And the disciples heard this. They fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise, have no fear. And when they lifted their eyes... They saw no one but Jesus only. The takeaway from that is, the first thing we must always do when the clouds of change descend on the routine of our lives is to simply be still and listen to Jesus. Listen to Him. First thing we do, be still and listen to Jesus. One thing I have noticed in the midst of change is how many voices begin speaking to us. Anybody ever been there? Some are voices outside of us. Some are voices within. They're voices of commentators chattering about what's happening and what should be done. The voice of the naysayers. The voices of fear of the enemy whispering in our ear. There are voices of self-doubt, self-criticism, the would of should-haves, and could-haves. There are voices saying run and hide, or fight and resist. Some voice ask questions and want explanations. Other voices deny what's happening, blame or declare it's the end of the world as we know it. This cacophony of voices cry for our attention. However, not all are healthy or worth listening to, as we know as well. Some sound sweet, but aren't that good for us. Notice here at this event, though, before us today, at the Transfiguration, there is only one voice worth listening to. It says that the voice of God thundered from the cloud, overpowering Peter's voice and his need to speak and do something in the moment. So God breaks the silence of Peter's voice, with his voice. God opened the heavens and spoke to Peter and he's speaking to each one of us here today who are going to deal with changes in our lives as well. God said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. What if, what if in the shrouded mist of change, we sought to hear and listen to just that one voice? the voice of Jesus. What if we kept our ears open only to Him and what He was speaking into our lives, be it in our workplaces or in our homes or in our daily walks? To let ourselves become aware of and attentive to what He's saying and doing is to let His concerns and desires become our concerns and desires. To let His way of engaging life, work, and the world around us to be our way. It would simply mean that whatever changes and whenever they come upon us. That that wouldn't be the final word. That there's another voice. The voice of Jesus. Ready to speak to us with words of wisdom. Guidance. That are much larger and more powerful than all those voices that are trying for our attention. Friends, in the midst of life's changes. Jesus speaks words of life, words of hope, words of forgiveness, words of mercy, words of healing and generosity, words of encouragement, and words of love. Jesus wants to and will speak to us during all the changes of our lives if we're only willing to listen to Him and push out the other voices that are working to get into our hearts, to listen for His caring voice. During these times of change, Jesus also gives us another advice today. He tells us to rise up, to get up, to rise, not stay beat down. Rise up. I suppose we've all faced changes from time to time in our lives that have caused us to stumble and fall. Sometimes they paralyze us, in fact, leaving us fully overwhelmed. And again, it doesn't matter whether the change is perceived as good or bad. It's about regaining our balance and getting our feet back under us again. It's about stepping into a new life when we aren't even sure what that new life might look like. In our passage today, Matthew tells us and the three disciples that they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. So Jesus reaches down and touches them and says, Rise! rise up. The literal translation would be something like be raised up, or maybe be aroused from the sleep of death, or maybe even resurrected. You see, the word that Matthew used here today is the very same verb that he used when Jesus healed the paralytic, telling him to stand up in Matthew 9. The same word that Jesus used when he took the hand of the dead daughter of Jairus, the synagogue leader. And said, and the girl got up in chapter 9.25. It's the word Jesus used when he foretold of his own resurrection. And the very same word that the angel used to tell the women at Jesus' tomb. He's not here. He's been raised, as he has said in Matthew 28. Friends, Jesus comes to us in whatever circumstances of change we find ourselves in this life. He touches us and He says, rise up, get up, be raised. Those words say to us that life may have changed, but life is not over. It's not ended. New life is hidden in the midst of change, even if we can't see it or believe it in that moment. The truth is, and I know you know this, God often uses the changing circumstances of our lives to bring us into new life. And I'm not saying that God directly causes all the changes in our lives. We know that as well. We bring a lot of them on ourselves, don't we? I'm only suggesting that God never wastes a chance to draw forth new life in the changes that we brought about or that He brought into our lives. Our final takeaway this morning... From this event that is so rich. Came from Jesus. And his final command to us. And that was to simply do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Rise up and do not be afraid. Change often brings fear doesn't it? The fear of losing what we love. Value or desire. And sometimes it's the fear that comes with getting what we want. In the midst of change, though, Jesus says, do not be afraid. This speaks to the heart of our human condition. These are the words that we desperately need to hear when we have finally stepped up, risen up, and finally get back on our feet again. We need to hear, don't be afraid. Jesus' words don't magically eliminate our fear. Instead, they are the call to take the first steps into a new changed life. Despite our feeble fears and our weak knees, Jesus' words are assurance that change, change does not have the final word. Only God does. We aren't called to be fearless, my friends. We're called to be courageous in Christ. I don't know what change you might be dealing with today in your life. Maybe it's in your marriage your children, maybe it's with your parents. Maybe it's the death of a dear friend or a loved one. Maybe it's about your health, your age, your well-being. Maybe it concerns your work, your job, your income. Or maybe, just maybe, everything's fallen into place and you finally feel fully alive. Whatever the case may be, Listen to Him, rise up and do not be afraid. Listen to Him, rise up and do not be afraid. Just what if, what if like Peter, these are our words of wisdom for times of change. What if they are the means by which we step into our own transfiguration? Maybe it wasn't just Jesus who changed on that mountaintop that day. Maybe it was really Peter, James, and John who changed. Maybe their eyes were opened for the very first time to see Jesus, He has always really been. Think about that. If it's true, and I believe that it is, that it means that every change, whether good or bad, wanted or unwanted, joyful or sorrowful, is illuminated with divine light and filled with God's holy presence. Greek philosophy tells us the only constant in this life is change. Our Bibles tell us Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when change comes, and it's coming, it always will be, listen to Jesus. Rise up and don't be afraid. And if you really don't know how to do that, then do what I've done countless times in my life and lean into an old prayer that has touched my life and redirected my compass toward Jesus' voice when I was trying to put out the voices of all those around me that had all the answers. Lean into the serenity prayer. God grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference.
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Barnabas Anglican Church Podcast. May the Lord bless you and keep you this week, and we'll see you next time. This episode of the St. Barnabas Anglican Church Podcast is copyright 2020, St. Barnabas Anglican Church in Fort Worth, Texas, all rights reserved.